What up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to another episode of Combo's Court and I am Combo. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button wherever you tune into the show. You know we can't stop, we won't stop. Combo Nation! <laughs> Today's show, Shayna Rubin of the Mercury News joins in to talk Warriors basketball. We discuss is Steph Top 10, Andrew Wiggins' playoff mentality, the Warriors Dynasty, and more. You could catch Shayna on Twitter at Shayna Rubin. That's S-H-A-Y-N-A-R-U-B-I-N. Catch her work at the Mercury News. You know you can find me on Twitter at Combo's Court, same name as the podcast, and on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. feeling even better um, after the big Warriors win. Well, it's uh, getting a lot more sleep. Uh, so <laughs> in that sense, yes, I feel a lot better. So now I'm going to pause and watch watch it back again. And actually, I've watched the game six wow. a couple times now, uh, just because it's been on NBA TV. So And so I got a, a good idea of what actually happened. <laughs> What's the differences from your second, third watch to your first watch? Well, the first watch live i was way up in the rafters so i got to miss some of the emotional parts of it i could tell from way up there that steph was crying so that was significant you could you could see from a mile away that he was emotional um the the second watch a couple i mean you could also see from up there and what i wrote about was how well draymond was defending but watching it on tv up close it was really apparent how sort of in there he was yeah, I, like he's had some bad games in this series, but even in those games, the way he plays helps side defense, the way he guards the ball, helps, recovers. He's always active. He's always thinking one of the highest IQ guys when it comes to defense in the NBA. Yeah, it was just a massive... Or the game. highest, actually the highest when it comes to IQ. Yeah, I think so. Like, honestly, I think him and Scottie Pippen, Bill Russell, are probably three mm. of the greatest defenders ever. Yeah, I think he would probably agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he said he's the best. I mean, yeah. he's a podcaster, so... He's not right. uh, short. He's not short for words. It was crazy how like he turned the whole post game press conference into a podcast for him and Clay. Did he have that set up? What was that all about? <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was interesting. He 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 potted after. I thought I was trying to figure out where. How are you guys going to pot? You guys are drenched in champagne. You guys are uh, presumably going out after this. I think that they did. So, but they found the time to. They I think they closed down the the press room for themselves and he had clay and he had a whole setup with clay and andre and, and gary payton so he's he's committed to the pod he is very committed yeah jerry seinfeld on netflix he has a show where he's just driving around in a car so i guess they can oh, it i love I that they- <laughs> <laughs> all right so was this the most impressive win for the warriors just dealing with all the challenges you know before the season they didn't leverage any of their younger guys to maximize you know the timeline of the splash brothers and yeah. draymond with all that being said, would you say this was the most challenging of all the championships for them to win? 
Yeah, I would say challenging. I, I think that every run has had its specific kind of challenges. It felt like the right. ones with KD were very much pressure-filled challenge. There was the expectation that they had they were carrying. Yeah. We don't we don't win. We are complete failures. It's sort of they there was such a heavy load on their shoulders that you could see that there was a relief after they won. And this one was just a you could see how special it was based on how they reacted. But it was they they picked up on every little doubt that that they saw on social media on TV. They paid they they were very aware of how doubted they were. And I think maybe lost in all of that was they weren't really that doubted. I, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like they were being projected to, um, you know, suck. But oh no, but wrong. I mean, I mean, everybody had. The Suns being better than totally, them. Totally, totally. The Bucks. Yeah. I think, and in this totally. series, you saw the, you saw the analytics. Um, yeah, it was like 80-20, right? Something there were some crazy, crazy like algorithms out there that gave them like a you know twenty percent chance of winning the title. So yeah, that's that's definitely a little bit uh, head scratching. But it's it was it was uh, it was apparent that they picked up on all of that, and I mean the, it was sweet because they had those two terrible years where Clay was injured. Steph was injured. They had the worst record. And yeah, the, there's doubt that comes with, you know, you're coming back a little bit older, a little bit. The league looks a little bit different. Can How are you guys going to look yeah. when when everything's basically shifted? A lot of that shift is because of Steph Curry. Yeah, totally. I think that from my perspective, it, it was it was interesting because, you know, going back to 2015, that title was very much they proved that they could win with that style of play. And now they came back and everything, the entire league shifted around who Steph, the way that Steph Curry plays, the way that the, way that the Warriors sort of reinvented everything. And you have a lot of copycats, a lot of super team copycats trying to recreate what they created. And they proved that, you know, they, they're, it's not that easy. You can't just recreate what they created. So I think that's what made it pretty sweet. You're talking a little spicy. Call the rest of the league copycats. <laughs> if I just have, a, I mean, I mean, I mean, copycats in terms of you know they're trying to recreate the offensive production. Yes. Steph and, and Clay. Create. Yeah. And copycat is maybe that's a not a not. Nice I, I think word. it. I think it is the right word because I think that's how the league has always been. Like if you think about it, like in the '90s, every team had like two big lumbering centers, right, or right, power right. forward and a setter. Now everybody, the best team shoots the tr- the three. Um, everybody shoots the three. I mean, I think a lot of teams even tried to implement the triangle, right? After right. Phil Jackson, Chicago, and Lakers here. So I don't think copycat is the wrong word. But do you feel that this championship adds value to the other championships that the big three won because they did it before KD, with KD, and after KD? Totally, yeah. And I think Draymond said as much. And, and now there's so many different quotes flying around that I can't even figure out where this came from or or uh, and hopefully I'm not off here, but I think that Draymond said somewhere that it meant a lot to them, not you know to prove that they could do this without KD, but maybe there's a little bit of that in there. Like you know we we don't not that we don't need KD, but they can that they are more than that. They are more than those years, and yeah. Steph is more than that. And it's sort of it's it's another chapter in Steph's legacy that is a probably the most important chapter because it and it's hard to put it, it I don't want to put Steph's legacy in the context of KD but it's sort of he's had you know the where he revolutionized the game he's had the KD years and now he has the I'm still here and I'm still the guy to beat type of you know stamping the flag down on the moon type of 
of of run. So I think that in in that way it was it was it was important. How many um is Steph in the top ten conversations have you been involved with <laughs> since they won this championship? And what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> I try to avoid that because um maybe this is just this is just my own thing, but those conversations always seem so futile because everyone has their own perspective. You know, it depends on who you're talking to. If you're growing up in the in the uh, Bill Russell era, then you know it's you have a different idea. Oh of what my god! Is. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that would be my grandpa. Or, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, but it's I, what I'm trying to say is that um, I think the greatness the the greatness conversation is altered based on who you are and who you're talking to. But yeah, I think <laughs> with that said, I think that you have to put them in the all time great conversation, top five even. Yeah, yeah. I always say this like not even now. I would have him in the top ten. I think. He's definitely top five to impact on the game and just changing the game, right? Like yeah, you have sure. guys like Wilt, he changed the game. They changed rules because of him. Um, Jordan obviously changed the game. And Steph was Shaq. I mean, Steph was a big game changer. One yeah. of the biggest probably. Like the shift in the time that he was doing what he was doing, like how drastic that shift was in the game. I don't know if we ever seen anything like it. Yeah, that's. I think that's kind of a an important part of discussing what a great should be is yeah. changed the game right everyone yeah, yeah. is everyone is the game changed after he the game changed based on what he's able to do everyone is and when I say copycat it sounds sort of derogatory but it's actually you know it's it's everyone sort of conforming to the new type of offense that he creates the new kind of motion he creates Andrew Wiggins I mean he was all-star starter this year obviously that's a regular season thing but I think he stepped it up even more in the playoffs did you see a shift in his mentality from the regular season to the playoffs? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely a huge shift in his mentality. I think that he would say that too, and his teammates would say it too. He, I think, was averaging. I mean, rebound is you know it's it's one stat, but he was. I think that's a good. That statistic is a good thing to pull uh, to show how his mentality changed because he was averaging four rebounds in the regular season or something per game, which is, if you think about his size and athleticism, kind of strange and yeah. he just turned on. He was well, he's a great, he's a great athlete. Yeah. He's yeah, 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 ideal yeah. athlete. Right. So you yeah, would think it would be all over the boards, right. but in the regular season, he was kind of, you know, standoffish or not standoffish. He, he wasn't, he wasn't in there. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't involved as much as maybe people teammates would have liked. And they, some, and they said openly, yeah, we would love Wiggins to be more aggressive. That's in their sort of lower points in the season. And there weren't a whole, a whole lot, but they had that, that skin in March. They were saying, yeah, we, we would probably like to see, you know, Wiggins get a little more aggressive. They said that. And yeah. what they, what we saw from him in the playoffs is exactly what they were looking for all season. It exactly what they needed. He was the second best player on the team. Yeah. It was funny. I think Draymond was talking about this, that, he broke his rebounding record for a game yeah. and his old record. I think it was nine. And when they found out it was nine, like I think him and Steph kind of looked at each other, like it was back in the locker room and they were both thinking the same thing, but obviously Draymond is the one to say something like your yeah. high rebounds was only nine yeah. <laughs> or something to that effect. He said, that's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is hilarious. Draymond, were you concerned about him over this playoff run? Because the takes are so game to game. I've heard things like, should they bench Clay? Should they bench mm. Draymond? How concerned were you? And I always thought, like, those guys are such a big part of the big three and everything they've been doing over the years. If you start to give one of them 
less playing time. I think it hurts the morale of the whole team. And also these guys provide so much than actually the stats that they're giving off, like Clay's gravity and obviously Dre's IQ on defense. I never thought it would be a great idea to give either one of them less minutes, but Draymond definitely didn't seem himself at times. How concerned were you throughout the course of this playoffs about him? I think it kind of wavered. I don't want to say that I was concerned. I think I was, because I don't want to attribute emotion to it. Right, but right. I think that it would be fair to say that it would it would be reasonable to say that there should be concern after th- after game three of the finals. And I'm trying to think back to previous, he had his he would he wasn't consistent throughout the entire playoffs. He he had a few games where it was like, yikes, is it is this uh, is he going to come back from this? You know, yeah. It's because as the uh, playoffs went on and he would have bad games here or there I started to think about maybe his back is bothering him maybe it's he's tired maybe things are starting to catch up and he's always prided himself on being a 16 game player and at times it just looked like he didn't have every single game in him but I think that he would say that he was never concerned himself and he stepped up when he had to he turned it out in the most important games his game yeah. six was performance was a masterclass. So yeah. yeah, I think there were games where it was like, yikes, he has to come back from this or they're screwed. Uh, but he always did. Yeah. And the podcast, I guess, was an issue, right? I guess it all worked yeah. out. I never thought that was a distraction. Like guys are going to be in their house anyway. What's wrong with talking about basketball guys until Mike for guys half are distracted an hour? Up. Yeah. <laughs> Guys are doing stuff all the time. It's just this one is out in front of everyone. So it's so people think that it's I don't really understand that. It's it's what you want him to go sit on the couch and just stare at the TV. Yeah. You know? Netflix, Instagram or even worse, probably. Well, I don't know if it's worse or better. However, you look at it being out all night. I mean, that's why yeah. you know what I mean? Like your podcast right. in your house. You'll be all right. Yeah, it was just because it was out in front of all of us that that some people decided to say that it was a distraction when it's really just, you know it's only through the media lens that it's a distraction Their players are off doing stuff all the time. I think um, it's normal for players to distract themselves a little bit during the playoffs. They need, they oh, need to really. Or at any time, right? Yeah. yeah or any time. Right. Well, it's not, it's actually not a distraction because you're talking about the game. So maybe you're like, sure. you could like actually learn from talking into a microphone or writing things down. Right. So. Yeah. That's the other thing is like, he's not even distracted. Yeah. He's not even distracted. Himself. He's talking about the game. He's, he's doing homework. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that they were saying that like, Oh, the Celtics um, coaching staff yeah. is listening to this, and it's hard. Of course, they are. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, like, I think they would be bad at their jobs if they weren't listening to the podcast, trying to find any advantage. But the question is, if they actually found an advantage, I would think not. I mean, everything that he was saying on the podcast is just uh, more uh, detailed versions of what he says in the post-game press conferences. So it's. Did, I, I would be shocked if there was something that any opposing coach found to be like, oh, we got him. Yeah. This is absolutely a dynasty, right, in your opinion, because it isn't mine. I hear people saying that oh, they don't yeah. think it is. But, I mean, there's only a few dynasties that I could think of that are better. I mean, I think of the early Celtics, the Bulls, mm-hmm. maybe the Lakers, and uh, possibly the later Celtics. But, I mean, the Warriors have more championships than that later Celtics team. So, I mean, they're right in the mix for, like, top four dynasties ever, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's it's a lot like the Bulls one because of – or it could be a lot like the Bulls one because of how frequently they're happening. How they, they've they gone to the finals uh, six times. They lost twice. They won four. That's 
it's all within uh, what is it uh, eight years it's crazy i mean i wonder what the conversation around steph all time if they win two more and he wins like two more finals mvps right oh yeah then then we're we're in a new territory right now it's sort of Right now, I think it's very fair to say, I think we can call it a dynasty. I think it is a dynasty, yeah, right? Yeah. No, yeah, most definitely. That. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. I agree 100%. Off-season team needs. Have you put any thought into that, or is it a little too early for that, Shana? I think it's not too early. I think it's maybe kind of simple. I don't know, but it, nothing simple. They they have some options. It's, it's a matter of if they are willing to keep spending a boatload of money like they are to keep – this together do you feel like you recoup that i know this is more of the business side of the question oh, do you yeah. recoup that when you continue to win championships even though you're spending totally. a lot i mean it's an yeah. investment even if they're yeah. spending well over the, even if they're spending a lot of luxury tax or a lot of they're spending a uh, hundred something million in luxury tax they're they see that as an investment because they're making that back and more i mean i'm not i'm not 100 percent on this but i think i've i've seen some reports that they generated 700 million in revenue or something last year. If they're making yeah, a couple right. hundred. I mean, and everything goes up when it comes to merch and everything else when you're winning championships, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting, yeah. If, if you're, if you're fielding a dynasty, if, if you have Steph Curry on the floor uh, for as long as you possibly can. I feel like he's almost, I feel like he's almost underpaid at this point, like for what he I generates. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. It, which is, I mean, he's which a is crazy to say. And yeah. it's, it's it's hard not to just sort of speak in um in extremes with Steph because he's a global superstar and the Warriors are benefiting from it. They're also benefit. I mean, they're 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 taking advantage of what they have on the court, which is one of the best shows in sports that's ever existed. So it, of course, they're making some money on that. <laughs> but I think that uh you know that that sort of justifies being able to go well over the luxury tax and, and, and keep spending um, a lot to keep this intact and keep winning. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of talk about like, maybe they should trade Kaminga and get like a Pascal Siakam or, mm. you know, something to that effect. I think a lot of people thought that would be the only way they actually be able to win a championship this year. That wasn't the case. And now that just sets them up so much better for the future, right? If like Moody and Kaminga, could maybe take a leap next season, even totally. if the big three declines slightly. I don't think Steph looks like, like Steph, like, you know how uh, Shaq and them, they call it Steph list. Like that's really how it looked yeah. in those games. Like he doesn't look like he's um, declining at all, but maybe if Clay doesn't come back the same and Dre continues to decline, if those guys could step up, it could be a really bright future for this Warriors team, right? Yeah. I mean, they made it look pretty, it was, a, it, they made it look a lot easier than I thought it was going to look. I 100%. thought there was I mean, it looked be like, a lot more friction. Also, it looked like the Celtics were trying so hard while things for the Warriors just came easy yep. for them, especially totally. those last two games. Yeah, there was a lot. They were, they were just out doing little things to outsmart them and sort of play. They knew how to play the long game. They knew that they knew that Jason Tatum was going to tire out. They knew the right defense to play to, to sort of get under him and, and, and limit him. They, right. they, played the, they played the long game expertly, and they're older than basically all the teams that they played. So I think that yeah. they showed that, you know, they might, there's a lot of preseason chatter about they're in their thirties now. They, do they, can they, do they have the steam to get there? And they're like, yeah, we don't need all the steam. It's, it's really just about knowing how to get to the end, to the finish line. 
Shayna, um, great stuff. You're always welcome back on the show. Where can we find you on uh, social media and everywhere else? Oh, yeah. You can find me at Shayna Rubin, um, S-H-A-Y-N-A-R-U-B-I-N, on Twitter. And uh, you can read my stuff at the San Jose Mercury News Bay Area News Group. Um, doing, I'll be doing Warriors stuff until Warriors stuff runs out, I think. So, uh, yeah, catch me there. Thank you so much for taking the time. You're always welcome back on the show and talk soon. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Thank you to everyone who tunes into Combo's Court Across the Globe. Punch down on that subscribe button if you haven't already. Thanks to Shayna for joining in. We appreciate you. Also, share this episode. Share it with a friend. Share it on social media, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Share it everywhere, man. Share it, share it, share it. You could tag me on your IG stories. That's right. Take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on your IG stories at 1-2-Combo on Instagram. That's O N E T W O. C-O-M-B-O. Be on the lookout for episode 379. Combo out.